Welcome to Room Escape Divas. Today we are talking about Errol's article called 13 Rules for Escape Room Puzzle Design. Whoa. <laughs> Were you trying to you know, <laughs> do it's my voice? super <laughs> epic. <laughs> Puzzle. <laughs> now, I'm assuming people can read this article, so I'm, I don't. Actually, sorry, we should do an intro again. Yes. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> my name is Errol. I'm Ruby. And I'm Mike Stalling. And we are a podcast that likes to talk about everything escape rooms. And so, what episode? We're like episode 74. This one will be 74. Oh, wow. wow. We've been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. our third year, right? Yes. Yeah. Our fourth year, we should start up songs again. Sure. I miss songs. I do too. Other people might not miss songs, but I miss songs. <laughs> there was one guy at the at the up of the game who he, did not like yeah, the songs. Like oh. the really? Yeah. He was like his comment no on the soul. podcast was like, I've listened to the <laughs> podcast, but you know, those songs are stupid. <laughs> <Aww>. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> like <laughs> he just doesn't have a happiness inside of him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> very nice <laughs> oh, okay there you go anyway so what we wanted to talk about is i i by the time this comes out it's not just released but no. i released a, an article called 13 rules for escape room puzzle design mm. and it's not so much that i you can read the article you'll find it on the codex.ca mm-hmm. but i think what we want i wanted to do is actually give examples good and bad and not the ones that we've re- retread over in the past That'll be oh. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really hard. I don't hard. think we, we've done that many rooms this year. Because we were, we were talking about all the bad ones. It's like, you know that really bad room? That pretty much hits all 13 rules. So. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just assume that the worst escape room ever will just... It's yeah. pretty much a write-off. It it's, is. In fact, I think one of the quotes, one of the examples I had of something yeah. bad is, yeah. is actually in the article itself. Yeah. So. Right. So if you haven't read the article, you'll find it again on the Codex. And the reason I put this out is because for some strange, unknown reason, they don't talk much about escape room puzzle design in any of the conferences that come out. They don't. No, No, right? Whether it's Trans World, whether it's Up the Game. I don't know if there are other ones. We did at the Unconference, but that's because... Mm-hmm. I I did the seminar, so so you've been asking around to other people. What have their answers been for that? Then why don't they talk more about puzzle design? <laughs> Actually, some people some people theorize that either a they don't want to give any way secrets any any of their <laughs> right. secrets away, but there aren't yeah. any secrets to give away. And I think maybe when people hear that, they think these are all the ideas that I come up so that I can come up with clever puzzles and i don't talk about that i don't actually talk about how to create a specific puzzle Mm -hmm. most of the time what i want to talk about are rules when you design puzzles so that it doesn't make me angry that's really why i have these 13 rules what are you laughing about man pants no sorry david just sent a message oh okay oh okay so you were texting Bring up the article. A stupid know. Facebook Messenger just pops up. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> are, you. are you nervous today, Mad Pants? Uh, no. Nervous every day. Interrogation makes me nervous. <laughs> so we should interrogate you. So today's going to be a short one because you get a run. I do so have why don't we get started? I had milk last night. That's why. So rule number one: puzzles <laughs> should be fair. You are on the player's side. It's Can you true? So why? Go more into that. Okay, the reason I one of these, well, I know, and maybe some people don't think puzzles should be fair, but I think puzzles should be fair, and uh, I have actually. A I quote think there's from, there's a difference between fair and challenge, right? Yeah, yes, no, definitely, thing, there's a de- right? difference between fair and challenging, and I do have a bunch of quotes in there. I have footnotes. That's probably my most exciting thing about it. Yeah, because the one thing that comes to mind is like when escape room owners are first designing their first rooms, they they may design their harder rooms as just being completely obtuse as saying, oh, this is more challenging because it's more obtuse. Yes. Well, I I do like, I had a longer quote from Dan Egnor. Okay. And I just paraphrased it in there, meaning that fair means a player can avoid bad experiences. Okay. In other words, fair means that the player is in control of their win state. In other words, you don't throw anything at them 
that they wouldn't normally expect. You don't throw them random things. You don't punish them. You don't do things so that that they can't win, and there was no way for them to prepare for that. Not that you can't prepare, but most of it are things that are random things that you would get. You know, if you play video games, and all of a sudden, a, a lot of the video games will have patterns, hmm. and then and then people will be able to anticipate by practice or whatever what those patterns are, and they'll be able to win the game after they practice a bit, mm-hmm. right? However. You must have played a video game where you think to yourself, "That's just not fair." There's no way anybody could win that or expect that. X-wing, like <laughs> X-wing was so sad, <laughs> so hard. <laughs> but I think that was probably more difficult than it was. Well, probably a little bit unfair as well. Yeah, where they had um, when they had uh, unfair. At- expectations of what you're supposed to do that, that's the first time i've ever seen you from confident to oh my god yeah just beaten down look yeah, run <laughs> x-wing <I hate> that. <laughs> but i did solve it without cheating but it was really hard so it was doable you just had to play but i didn't know if i wanted to play it after uh, after a while it's like when we were playing seventh continent after a while we got tired it's yes. like oh no what else did they throw at us <sighs> I would actually categorize some Seventh Continent as some unfair things that there were things we had to guess at. There were things that yes. were unclear. But the main the main point I think for rule number one was to that you wanted to be on the player's side. Mm-hmm. So I I, yeah. I have seen actually I was at one room where we called in a hint and the person asked, Well, did you search this area? And I was like, Oh no, maybe you should and he smirked. Like we were the dumbest people on the planet because yeah. we did not find it. And, right, you and just wanted I, to punch him. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm sorry that we couldn't find something that you cleverly hidden, and different things like that. If the and and it gave the impression that he's not on our side. Mm-hmm. He's basically wanting to trick us. And it's right. like, haha, I got them again. And no, I think that's the wrong attitude for you to have if you're a designer. Yeah, another mm-hmm. unfair. Yeah, uh, another searching thing I guess would be when you tell people like what not to touch and then hide something there yeah. Yeah. or you hide something in some like something that's clearly decorative mm-hmm. and you know seems to be out of the game mm-hmm. and and you put something there just to mess with people yeah it's not like fair. don't destroy anything but you have to smash that vase in order oh, to get yeah, the key don't destroy anything oh, but you have to too. like you know oh that's totally unfair yeah definitely <laughs> when you yeah because look as an escape room enthusiast, we listen to rules. Mm-hmm. Yes. In fact, if you tell us rules, we will listen to them. In fact, we also don't like breaking things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. will touch things very gently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and when it when we're searching, then we will actually search very gently. So we try our best not to destroy people's rooms, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except the ones that I have broken. <laughs> oh yeah. Because Pride surely, wall off. Yeah, surely this baseboard comes off. Like, oh, I thought it did. That's where it was supposed to search. That's the problem with searching. They want you to search, but then they, they don't want you to search like you're trying to find something. They want you to search because they think you know where it is. And it's like, no, that's not what searching is. If you're going to hide things really well, then I'm going to tear apart the okay. room. But. So does that apply to rule two, which is clue everything and remove ambiguity? Oh my god. I can't speak today. Ambiguities and don't make players guess. Is searching part of that? That's a good question. So is searching part it depends. When when you search, usually at the very beginning of the game, everybody just searches anyway, right? (laughs) And I think if you make the searching not so much that's really hard, if it's just something that you'll find because it's just, I don't know, hidden underneath hidden inside of a box. Like there was this, I remember when we were in another room, there were these, there were these tins, these containers on a shelf and they were kind of high. And I thought, hmm. oh, there might be something in there, but that means I'd have to go through all of those. So I didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a fair searching thing. It was sure. inside of a container. You look inside of a container mm-hmm. and it, there weren't like an, an infinite amount of containers. There's only seven of them. I was just lazy. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that was... That was certainly fine. Also, looking inside of a desk. You know, when you yes. search, you look inside of objects that mm-hmm. look like it contain objects. And I think all of that's fine because I think, for the most part, you don't have to guess. The hard parts are when it's like, oh, look, this is a hidden brick amongst mm. a thousand bricks. Yeah. Yes. You just don't know. I don't know if you remember, we did one where we had to find a key, but the whole wallpaper look like keys oh, yes. and the key was just on one part of it. I was just yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember that one yes. as well. Although we did find it. We did. Did, did they but clue to that? I, I think remember. we did get a clue. Okay. No, did we got a clue? Like we walked for a clue? Or did they have a clue in the room? There was no clue in the room. Oh, I think yeah. if you have a very difficult thing you need to find, then you should clue it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's no point. Because um, actually remember the GM, uh, Joshua Leisure, said that searching is one that requires a lot of GM um, hands-on work for them mm-hmm. because a lot of people have problems with the searching aspect, mm-hmm. yeah. especially if you make searching hard. Were you going to say something, Man Pants? No, I was going to ask actually going away from searching. So what about non-searching puzzles then? What about the actual puzzles about and cluing them? Yeah, you should clue everything. You should clue everything. Clue everything. <laughs> just, yes. just clue everything. Just clue everything. There's no reason, I mean... No, just like, the for instance, the annoyance of... Figuring out which lock a key goes with or a combination mm, goes with yes. or that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I, I think it's okay if you have a word lock and there's a word lock and a number lock, then it's obvious where the word lock goes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that's fine. That's not exactly clued. That's just, you know, it just makes sense Common that sense. A, <laughs> words would right. go in the word lock. But even... Even using aspects like light or sound. Remember your talk about having light show where your next move should go. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Right, and then things would light up. Oh, this makes sense. Or in rooms where if it's powered by tech, all the light is turned off around the room except for this one area. You know, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll all just naturally go towards that one area and do it. So is it always one clue for one thing that it's leading to? Or should you have multiple clues leading to... Well, I think, it de- I think it depends on what you mean by clues. Like, if you use lights, and then you use words, and then you use sound, that can be multiple Or black clues. lights on the wall as or well. Black lights <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many clues are too many? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think if you have multiple ways to get to something, that's fine. I think it just depends on the room. So, it all depends. Mm-hmm. But if you have, like... If you have to search and you find a clue and you search and you find another clue and they all go to the same puzzle, then that's that's confusing because then okay. after a while you don't know what, what goes, goes with, mm. with where. But if again, it all just depends on the room that you're in. So, but that's then I guess different from your rule three, which a puzzle should have only one answer. Oh yeah, that's, that's different. completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there shouldn't be more than one answer. Do you remember that? Do you remember my example I give there? The shelf example? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Why yeah. don't you explain that one? That's a good one. That is, That's that a, good is one. a good one. Well, to be fair. To be fair, they to actually... Be, we they weren't actually, supposed to have found that room No, yet. they actually had the door open, and it wasn't supposed to be open. That was a reset thing. So I felt thing. sorry for yeah. the, the owner. So the example, it still fit, because I can imagine that happening in other places, but mm-hmm. the example fits. But there was many things that went wrong to the owner, poor owner. And it wasn't his fault. He just forgot to reset. Anyway, this example was an anagram. Yeah. And the anagram was EFHLS and it worked out to shelf. And it or was that's how we, we interpreted it. We worked it out to shelf because it's an anagram. You can have a multiple words with an yeah. anagram. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, but that was the only word we saw. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw a shelf. That, it, the, that the puzzle was resting on. So yeah. we thought, hey, let's, let's maybe search. search this shelf. And so we're pulling on it. Oh, it moves. I think this shelf moves. We just got to figure out how it opens. And and the GM and it was in the back behind the shelf holding on to it. <laughs> Yeah, because it actually did. It was supposed to automatically open, <laughs> but not right. at that later point. Puzzle. Yeah, and so we found out later that the anagram was actually supposed to spell out flesh, which would give us right uh, an answer for one of the locks in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in a previous room. In a yeah. previous room that two we two rooms on, on, out there, so it was hard. You know, mm-hmm. you'd have to remember it all. And, and I, there, I have nothing wrong with going back to other rooms because no. yeah. we were going back and forth between all sorts of rooms, except yeah. because the shelf was there and the where we were supposed to put in was like two rooms ago. There was no way we were going to make that connection. So because yeah, because there were two very logical answers to that puzzle, mm. you know, it it made it more confusing and vague. And I think we mm-hmm. did try shelf on the lock eventually, and it didn't work. Right. Yeah. We just so. never thought to make it into another word. Yeah. We had a perfectly logical word right there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of apply to your rule four. A puzzle should have a self-validating answer. Yes. I was debating whether or not to put the two together. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. No, it's an interesting tie-in, but yeah. it is a very interesting tie-in. But I think patting yourself on the back there. <laughs> <laughs> No, but 
going back to uh, to one answer, this this one's a hard one to do yeah. because a lot of times you will find a number, and then you'll try to you'll have to find out where to put it in, and it's it. I don't want. I don't want puzzles just to go, you know, you've seen it where you'll find a number in a book. It's like, okay, this number will have to go into a combination. You don't know what combination. That's that's kind of annoying. I remember I was in, in Ottawa and we just found a number in a book. Mm-hmm. Ottawa is all about that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> about three digit locks. And there was a bunch of, and there was also the lockout safe. And so mm-hmm. I just naturally did not put the answer into one of the lockout safes because that would have been horrible. Yeah. I don't know what will go into the <laughs> lockout safe. And they didn't really clue what number goes where. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of locks. Sorry, you're going to yeah. say something, man, Pan? Well, that sort of more goes back to like the cluing in that. Like, yes, yeah. yes, that goes to cluing. But we've had a few instances where afterwards we were explaining to a game master or a designer why we got this puzzle wrong or we thought our, like, this was our thought process to how we got to the answer that we did. And the game master's response is actually, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's actually not good if, if, if a player's rabbit hole actually makes Made sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, and that's why you have rule five, I guess. Clues and puzzles should be clearly linked. Wow, this really flows. It, <laughs> it better. Yes. It's like a puzzle design. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to rule four. about You asked about a puzzle should have a self-validating answer. Yeah. And that's a hard one because... It's really hard to have a to have to have that work on in every instance. But I remember Will. You remember Will? I do. Yes. He once said to me when he did one of my puzzle hunts, he was really excited about mm. solving the puzzles because every time he had an answer, he knew he was right. He knew he had the right answer, and so it didn't matter whether or not he put it into the answer box. He had the right one, and so he knew if he got it wrong, then it was okay. And that's and that's really annoying because there have you know those word locks. Word locks are good because mm-hmm. it's a word, and you have your for the most part, you know if you have the right answer, mm-hmm. and you can put in the word. And the word locks seem to not the not the 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 horizontal ones mm. that break easy. Yes. I mean the vertical ones. Those ones always seem to stick on me. Okay. Actually, there are some word locks that always seem to stick on me, but because they are word locks, I can keep trying and trying them again. And as long as we got the right answer, then it was fine. Mm. What was another lock? I remember you, there have been times, it was recent, where Amanda, you said to me, yeah, this doesn't seem, Errol, just try it. I can't seem to get this to work. And I put it in, and I tried a couple times, and then it worked. And right. it was it was just locks always seem to stick. Well, that's the other thing. Like if a if a is an, if an answer is self validating, it has, does help you figure out like is the tech broken or is mm. the puzzle broken? Right. And yeah. usually, if if you know, it's like it cannot be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is right. It's like well, then there's something wrong with that lock, or yeah. it's sticking, or the tech's not working, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of a puzzle, and I'm not going to call them out. <laughs> but uh, they said that they had a lockout. Actually, it was a gnome escape. And <laughs> it was a final puzzle. And what happened is that each number you had to do, you had to count. You had to count something. And, or, for example, one of the numbers was starting, it was the, if you found out a day, what's the number for the day? So if it's Friday, what's oh. that number? Oh, yeah. It's five. five. Is it five? Yeah, they were Monday one. one. Right. One, two, three, four, five. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Or a Sunday one. Or a Sunday one. (laughs) And this will this will go later on for you should be clear. But I thought Sunday was one because on all calendars, Sunday's considered one. And it's not a computer where everything starts at zero. So every number, (laughs) uh, every Every combination, every number for the combination had a single puzzle to it. Another one of those puzzles was searching, and you had to find the number of how many, whatever, and that was also another number. So at the very end, you had a five code digit, but it wasn't a self validating answer. Mm -hmm. And then it, and they, and the thing was supposed to lock you out. So now at this point in time, we don't know which numbers is wrong. Yeah, right. So it's like, okay, that didn't work. Well, do you think we didn't count? enough do we have to search more to find it or do you think we were wrong with the number of days because it's either monday or sunday the answer was not self-validating so we had so many questions and i was so mad at that puzzle (laughs) 
stupid puzzle. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we were mad. We, we were, were mad. mad, and it was yeah. a very complicated because there were so many things that could have went wrong, and that could have went more with the, uh, the a later one where you want to be clear, but. That is another example where you should have. They should have had some type of self-validating answer. Mm-hmm. If you have a lockout safe of any sort, then you should have an answer that validates. And that's another reason why I like Escape from the Six, the firefighter room. They actually have a lockout thing, but you knew exactly what the answer was supposed to be in the end. Right. So I didn't care. Right. Mm-hmm. I was since because you know because a the lockout answer is so clear. Yeah, the answer is so clear. A lockout safe's purpose is for somebody. For, for you brooding. not to yeah. brood it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like your phone. If you kept forgetting two or three digits, you're going to lock out your phone. So <laughs> you should know the answer for sure before putting it into a lockout safe. And that's the only time I'll ever accept having a lockout safe if you know the answer for sure. Hmm. Other than that, other than that, your, your puzzles suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That's rule five. Clues and puzzles should be clearly linked. No, that's not rule number five. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. No, that's, that's... <laughs> that, that covers number five. We've kind of covered number five through other talks. Well, I think uh, one of the examples I have in there is like what Scrap does. And I think it's I think it's great that Scrap does this mm. because mm. they are considered like a beginner room. And it's also one of their older rooms. They would have clue A goes with puzzle A. Yeah. yeah. And when you have 12 people in the room... It makes it easier for yes. everybody mm-hmm. to know, like, oh, I found another puzzle for puzzle A. It yeah. helps for searching. Yeah. And it's easy. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't do well for immersion. No. No. Because no, it would make zero sense. That room is a puzzle room. It's a it, puzzle room. Yeah. So when you have rooms where, if you remember another room where you're doing a, where you're police officers and then they have all those numbered tags. Yes, that was cool. Right? That makes sense because that happens at a, um, a crime scene. Mm. The evidence tags. The evidence yes. tags, yes. right? I've seen that done in another room as well where they have evidence tags and you have to look at the evidence tags. And that helps for keeping all the puzzles close together. You know, it'd be an interesting thing. We have stats of how many police rooms go up after <laughs> mentioning this article and after this talk. Because <laughs> it's also an immersion one too, yeah. right? Yes. It supports immersion. It does. I mean, Errol and Manpans are happy. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get the Errol Manpans co- combo, and if and you I- can get the Errol Manpans Mike Ruby combo. Wow. Good tech. Good tech. Clean water. Mm. Washroom <laughs> Good you customer know, service. Good customer you service. You guys got to stop at the washroom thing. I know. I'm sorry. That was bad. <laughs> All right. Rule no, six. I don't know why we have to stop at the washroom thing. That comes up a lot in the FB enthusiast group. Because you brought it yeah. up out of nowhere. Well, because I brought up. Other people bring it up. Not just me. Yeah. I but part I don't think people really said anything about it. And then they're like, yeah, Errol's right. We should be talking about washrooms <laughs> and popcorn. So well, no, now he's taking credit for Ruby's concerns. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's hard because how do you link clues and puzzle together without being without yeah. being obvious? obvious yeah. Right? yeah. And your way, I mean, if you remember when you're talking about lights, mm-hmm. that helps. Yes. Like, if you know what puzzle you're working on right now, mm-hmm. then... But that's better for linear rooms. Yes. Because if you have only one thing to work on, then clues mm-hmm. obviously may go with this one. And some of it comes with experience. But I think things like theme, you know, if you're all working on... This is another problem. When you have, when you have color puzzles, mm. and then you have <sighs> multiple color puzzles, and you don't know what colors go with That's which. the Ruby combo. If your colors in the room are actually accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing with puzzles. It's color puzzles, right? Because yeah. your printing might be different than the From shade of the plastic object whatever, that you're yeah. using. Oh, I hate that too. Like when you don't have, whoops, when you don't have puzzles and colors matching because you couldn't get the exact match. It's like, okay, they're going to get it eventually. It's but like, then, that's a blue. That's a blue. Yeah. No, that's a teal, not that's a blue. And then, and then they don't <laughs> think about it. And I can't remember who said this. Uh, I saw this in the Slack. But when you have colors under under low lighting yes. or different yeah, colored lighting, then it makes lighting, a very big difference. there's another huge yeah, difference. Yeah, Ken Ferguson gave a whole talk on oh, that. Oh, yeah, so it was Ken. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's who said it. Yeah. yeah. About low lighting and colors. Oh, color puzzles. Yeah, so I end up having to actually ignore poor Ruby's suggestions <laughs> of what the answer could be because I have to apply my crappy color logic to it <laughs> because I know she's too accurate. <laughs> okay, so clues and puzzles should be clearly linked, but I can imagine that some escape owners probably 
uh, would argue that, you know, they should be able to link these two things sort of like an aha. Yes. Kind of like yes. that's the aha to do the correlations between the puzzles. Is that acceptable? I think that's totally acceptable. As long as, I mean, if the long as the correlation makes sense to, to link them, right? Rule six. Correlation. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I, I kind of changed the puzzle in Rule 6 where I said it was a hands-on display. And I may have actually talked about it in the podcast, so people in the podcast may remember this puzzle. And I hated this puzzle. I don't think they've ever changed it. And mainly because it probably took a, a lot of work to, to make the puzzle. Mm-hmm. But... And I didn't mind the fact that they tried to keep oh, everything immersive. You have tacos, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I have tacos. This is the one where where we had to rub something for thirty seconds, and we were very and and it was so obvious that nobody gets this puzzle. I mean, they're because they the GM kept asking us over and over again, "Do you want a hint?" It's like no, no. and we're going, no, no. We'll try and work on it, and then in the end, we did ask for a hint because it was a horrible puzzle, and the GM knew it was a horrible puzzle. But you know, they're the GM; they can't mm-hmm. tell people. But I, I'm surprised that the owner probably doesn't notice that everybody keeps asking for hints or can never solve this puzzle because mm-hmm. it never the, the it doesn't make sense. It kind of reminds me of the boiling water puzzle where we had to, in the room, the flower pot had water. There was a kettle on the other side. And somehow we were supposed to know to put the water in the kettle and plug in the really sketchy electrical (laughs) kettle in while it's sparking. It boils water and pour it into the cup that's thermoactivated. And then it shows the clue. And it's like, oh, crap. Are we going to catch fire on this? stupid room yeah we had to like heat it on the floor too <laughs> yeah like, the board wasn't long enough and the yeah. floor was carpeted yeah, yeah. and ugh. sorry that's just and it also, also didn't make sense because it was the flower pot was from one room which stood for a different time and space yep and then we moved into a new time and space so it's like why would i be able to travel back to take the water from that yeah and that makes sense too i don't do i actually bring that rule up where things don't make in-game world sense uh, i think maybe. probably when we work on puzzles, and this is this goes to rule number, what is ten? that? Rule number eleven. 10, eleven oh. about consistency. We're breaking our flow. I know. <laughs> I I try my best when I try to solve a person's puzzle, for to make sense within the world that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a spy room, then I'm trying to find secret plans. You know, I might want to go and search the computer and then, you know, a very common thing is I probably have a date for the password even though nobody ever does that. But that happens in movies all the time. So, you know, we're going to do that. Regardless, we want to make do things that make sense in the world. But then once you start doing something like what Ruby was saying, it's like, oh, look, we went into the past and it was actually a very confusing room anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you even if you have like it doesn't even have to be like a narrative thing if you introduce a game mechanic and teach players a rule mm-hmm. to apply in the room and then you suddenly break that rule like i think video games i guess witness or portal is a good example of like learning mechanics and just continuing to build on those rules mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. they never break those rules again where or in an escape room like if you get a piece of tech that you're supposed to apply to something or if you learn uh, I might be going off on a tangent here. <laughs> so, but but yeah, like if you if you establish a rule for players to follow, then you shouldn't break that rule later just because. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, getting back to aha correlation should make sense. We were just in a room, all of us together, and I'm not going to give exactly what the puzzle was. Of course. But we were given a list of numbers. And these numbers were something along the lines of, oh, I don't know, these are page numbers in a book let's say something along that lines and the answer was to add up all the numbers all right. to get a solution right. and you're thinking to yourself what? why would you do that for example to page numbers in a book mm-hmm. right you would add up numbers if they were on a receipt yes. that happens if you mm-hmm. found the numbers in a spreadsheet for some strange reason yeah. then maybe you'd think oh maybe I need to add them up that's what I do in a spreadsheet mm-hmm. but in no other context do you use do you add up all the numbers, let's say, if you see a list of page mm-hmm. pages in a book? And mm-hmm. that's another or- aha correlation. That should make sense. If you're going to make us add numbers together, make sure that we would normally add these numbers up. Yeah. If you don't right. tell us to add the numbers mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like Manda's first sense for all puzzles right now is just to <laughs> add up all the numbers. 
<laughs> I do it silently Yeah, now. no, no, no. That's not a bad thing. Because some rooms will do that for no reason. Yeah. Just to add up all the numbers. And that's mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense as a puzzle. And I, I mean, I guess as a player, if they figured out that, aha, that would have been really quick. But would you count... Okay, so I guess this ties into Rule 7. Puzzles should not take more than five minutes to complete. Uh, Does the aha process factor in when solving a puzzle? Or are you talking more about when doing a process puzzle, it shouldn't take five minutes? Or is it a combination of both? Probably a combination of both. It's really hard to gauge how long an aha puzzle will take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the aha aspect could take a person two seconds. Mm -hmm. Or it could take them never. Right, mm-hmm. you'll have some people that will never be able to get the aha, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, then maybe you should clue them after about five minutes because they've mm-hmm. been working on it for a long time, mm-hmm. and they're probably frustrated, and that's fine. So, I think combined, like you know, if you know it takes them like two or three minutes to get the aha, but then it'll take them another five minutes to finish the process. That's mm-hmm. so it's like five is rough, but you don't want them to spend so long in a puzzle that they're frustrated because yeah. we've been in a room where we've been stuck for a lot longer than five minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i think when we're up to 10 then we just want to kill everybody <laughs> because this is a long time uh, and and that's when we start to not trust puzzles anyway mm-hmm. because it's it's they're usually horrible puzzles so well, it's not only that, it's a, it's a timed room, right? We are, yeah. We're only 45 to 60 minutes, and if it's already been like 10% minutes, of, yeah. like 15% of that time mm-hmm. on one puzzle, it's, we're all man-pans panicking. Yeah. <laughs> and for the most, but, it, you know, it all depends, too, because if it's a fun process, then I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. If, if people are having fun with it, and if yeah. you can tell that, like, you know, yeah. 99% of the people are having fun with something that they're doing. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, no, because most of it is tedious yes. work that yeah. should Repetitive. not be yeah. ambiguous like on instructions. <laughs> or doing a Sudoku. <laughs> doing a Sudoku, or doing mm. something really tedious, or turning a crank. Turning yeah. and out. <laughs> so that goes to number eight. Tedious work should not be ambiguous on instruction. Yeah. Yeah. My poor daughter, I did give that example where she was working on one of those string peg things. Oh. And she did it wrong. But if you looked at the instructions, it looked, it could be it taken right. either way. Yes. So, I think I know what that was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. Because I think I did it wrong too. Oh, well, there you go. See, and that's I'm like, annoying. Mm, like, this is not making anything. No. Or when you did the red herring of putting the tying the papers together, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was also more tedious work. Or what? puzzles. What was more frustrating, putting together the shredded piece of paper or turning that crank for half an hour? Well, probably the paper because the paper wasn't actually a puzzle. Yes. It was a legitimate red red herring herring. that took up that much time and gave me nothing. At least turning the crank, we got through the room because it was something we had to do. Okay. Yes. So once you learn that you wasted your time, Mm -hmm. then it's You're very upset. Right? So that's another reason with tedious work should not be ambiguous Mm -hmm. on instruction. I think another one that wasn't even that long is that we had to sort something. This was in in another room and my niece was working. Niece and a friend was working on it. And then I looked at it and I said, look, it does this, but I still can't get it to work. And I thought, well, you could read this two ways. You could go (laughs) in either ascending order or descending order. Mm. And... But reading the instructions, it wasn't clear which, which one they way? wanted. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't actually ascending, descending order. There were just two orders they could have done. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really clear on which order you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And and now they had to work through. And then for each order, they had to do... Sorry, for each item within this order, they had to do something and take, mm-hmm. take instructions. And so now they had to do it again in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And then they had to think, wait... Is this what we're really supposed to do for this puzzle anyway? <laughs> so they don't. All of these things are all unknowns that they weren't very clear on, mm-hmm. and so they have now. You have to permutate through all the answers, and that's also drives me mad. When you have to permutate through a number of ambiguous answers because you're not sure, then it's not fun. It's like doing a logic puzzle, and like when you get a logic puzzle and you don't know between two, yeah, two states, two of them, yeah. yeah. Then you have to look, okay, well, what happens if I work on this state? Yeah. Well, that was wrong. Let's work on the other state. And yeah. that's not fun because now you're now just, you're just Trying, brooding. yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drives us mad. So rule nine, uh, puzzles should not have, should have no destroyable states. This this one, I remember this one fondly, especially like, With the toys? Uh, yeah, the, so it was a toy room. 
It was oh. a toy room with superhero things on a shelf, like one on of those the IKEA, Ikea shelves. Four by four and they had shelves. all these like uh, figurines on each of the shelves. And I was like, oh, you know, natural natural reactions go pick them up, start to See order if them and everything. On them, yeah. And it's like I think it was like ten minutes into the room, the guy's like, um those No, guys- I think we called for help, didn't we? Sure, you told. I think we called for help and then he's like, Oh, did you look at the figures? And we're like, Yeah. It's like, what do you see? I don't know. We ordered them this way. And he's like, oh, no. (laughs) He's like, you're not supposed to move them. It's like, but you never told us that. If the order of something is vital, you nail it down. Glue it down or make it not movable. Yeah. Or specifically tell someone that is not supposed to be moved. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Or when they have clues and they put it in the right place. Mm -hmm. For example, like, you know. I do remember that in one of another room where, well, if you notice where that where you found that clue, that He's would like, give you what? a hint. It's like what? And How do I remember? It, yeah, moved it somewhere. yeah. or yeah, if was. you're playing with air all in air, I was like, well, where did I pick this up? I don't know. I live a charmed <laughs> life. <laughs> Actually, I, we are now in a state because we don't trust rooms. Yeah. That uh, don't move anywhere. You are, you are we hyper. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. don't. We don't move anything. Yeah, yeah. We, we keep things all in their exact same pristine. Although, if you bring a newbie with you, then it's suddenly like they oh, just move everything. No, no, yeah, no. that's. But I think that's cruel to do that to have it just because, like, in every single video game that you have, especially when we play like, you know, like a puzzle game, you have a reset option. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind things having a disturbable state as long as you have an easy way to reset it. Mm-hmm. So we have seen in the past where we have puzzle uh, chess pieces. Oh. Yeah. But yes. at the very beginning, they might have a picture or they might yes. tell you where yes. the piece, chess pieces or start. Just or just notches where they already used to be. Down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So as long as you have a reset, a reset of some type, then I think it's fine. But other than that, no, don't. Don't do that to us. <laughs> Unless you want to tell us that memory is important. But then when you actually call in for a hint, then they'll have to come in. And, and re-put it back together. And put it all back together. <laughs> so rule 10, maybe you need to explain this a bit more to me. I was a bit confused. Puzzles should have feedback. What's that mean? So feedback. Uh, yeah, I know what he means. Yeah. So in any type of video game that you play, you've played Zelda, right? Yeah. So ha- no. what happens? Okay, well, you haven't. But, but Mike, you know what he means. So let's, let's yeah. go for Mike. When you, act, when you successfully complete something, you get doo-doo-doo-doo-boop. You yes. hear that, and then you know something happened because you succeeded. And you might think to yourself, I bet you a door opened somewhere in this dungeon. I'm yeah. going to look for that door. Right. The fact that you successfully completed it and it told you, that's feedback. Mm-hmm. And there have been many times in a room where we have done something. And, and we, we don't, don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah, we don't know if it was right, but something may have opened somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't know and that. we hear a soft click from or sometimes somewhere. we don't hear yeah. a soft click. Or you don't hear At a soft click. At least hearing a soft click tells us. But let's yeah. say there's music nothing. blaring yeah. in the background right. so you can't hear the soft click yeah. or it's just like, nothing happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, did something open? What <laughs> opened? <laughs> or, and then and many of the times we'll say, it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. We tried it. It didn't work. So we think to ourselves, we have to try something else. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Another reason, though, if we had a self-validating answer, then it's like, okay, well, that does work. But then, so, of course, we'll keep putting it in and nothing's happening. And then we we think... We have to call it in anyways. We have to call in a hint. Yeah. So then would Gen Room ones be doing this better with having these locks that you have to twirl and open up? That in itself is feedback, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Definitely. Because okay. it unlocks. Because yeah. it opens. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> or if you put a key in the door, it unlocks. Yay. Yeah. Yay. So. It actually feedback. <laughs> but like if in the more tech-heavy rooms, if it's like a mag lock or something that opens yeah. up somewhere else right. in the room, right. uh, then it's like, how, how are we supposed to know? That's why we've used this example before, but the, the terribly themed room we did of Egypt that like played Mario music every oh, right. time. Oh, yeah. Every time something opened, it was horribly themed. It didn't fit the immersion, but we were satisfied because we knew was what was so happening. Happy. <laughs> I was so happy because I knew I had it right. Would it be better if they sold it as uh, a pyramid in the Mario world? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that would, that would work. Yeah, that would totally work. Would totally work. The puzzles wouldn't make just sense. Said still. That. Actually, no, the puzzles <laughs> would make complete sense. Yeah, because it was like you know shooting things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, lasers at some point. <laughs> Mario's had everything, the so arts, you know. yeah. So it would totally make sense. Okay. If they, did the, if they made it video game themed as opposed mm. to pyramid themed. <laughs> anyway, but we didn't I actually didn't cover integrating puzzles into your game. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. a completely different talk. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, that could go on forever.
forever as well. Oh, mm-hmm. perhaps if they did more beta testing, they probably would have got man pans's feedback, which... Hey, Mike! <laughs> that reminds me of Rule 12! <laughs> We're both scrolled already there in our phones, staring at it. We're awesome at this. <laughs> Your puzzles will be too hard. Beta test and iterate. Now I got to say, when we're doing Canadian capers oh, testing, wow. when you're like, first so time. guys, this is only 50% of the puzzles, so go ahead. And it took us two hours. And he's like, this is only supposed to take maybe half an hour. It's like, uh. Yeah. That no. kind of ties in with your puzzle shouldn't take more than five minutes. Because yeah. remember, you are in a timed experience. So Errol's puzzle hunt puzzles, which could take hours to do, <laughs> are not good for escape rooms. Are not rooms. good for escape rooms. Yeah. That, no, it's very true. And actually, a lot, of the, a lot of the resources that I give at the end of the article are to puzzle hunts. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I want you... They, I, want, I, I probably should have said that the, a puzzle hunt puzzle difficulty is... Mm-hmm is miles you can have all of, the outside knowledge of the world in the puzzle google anything <laughs> no there, I remember when a lot of people from the escape room world did the cryptex puzzle hunt <laughs> <laughs> well I remember even when I was beta testing one of Darren's puzzles and one of my criticisms was like ah oh, that's a lot of outside knowledge and you looked at me you're like that doesn't matter now <laughs> <laughs> there are different rules in a puzzle hunt world yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah it it is often for people to to think that a puzzle is easy to do, and it's not at all, and mm. it's right. really hard. And, and a lot of the rules that we set in will help with that, yeah. mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's hard to see because you think to yourself that, uh, okay, everybody's going to get that, but everybody's not me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think some people really like my puzzles because they realize I come up with weird ones that nobody else thinks about. <laughs> That's because I think in a weird way. But when I try to solve puzzles from other mm-hmm. puzzle hunts, I go, I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> this is really hard. I'm like, why would I even think to do that? I don't know. Right? Everybody thinks completely differently. So when yeah. when people when I think something's obvious, it's not. So on that note, I know we've talked about it a lot on the podcast. Who are good beta testers to have? Oh, they're actually people who talk. People mm. who can actually... So every time... The, the, one of the main reasons, uh, sorry, one of the main asks I have for people when they do my puzzles is for them to talk out loud. I, I think we talked about this yeah. in one of the previous podcasts. I had mm-hmm. Man Pants talk exactly what she was doing yeah, while, she yeah. was, while she was solving one of my puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> heard me get angry. Yeah, and I want to hear everything. Yeah. And so when I do that too, I, I do this to Darren Miller as well, that, okay, I'm going to solve your puzzle and then I'll go in the Slack chat and I'll just start typing everything that comes into my head. I don't know if he likes that, but that's <laughs> what feedback, I do. Right? But it is feedback. Yeah. I'm oh, I remember showing... seeing those threads. It's like, you have 200 unread messages in Slack. <laughs> it's like, uh... well, usually I usually make those private. Or no, you make it a thread. And yeah. You don't get updated on those threads, but I might make a comment anyway. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So the reason, I mean, one thing that I remember happening was actually at a Canadian caper puzzle and it was the folding puzzle at the wedding. Right. Right. And the person folded it and and all it does is you had to fold it and I think what you had to do was you had to see through the fold and then you'll see um, when the two overlap. I'm mm-hmm. giving spoilers, but when the two overlap, you'll see a hint for what you're supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. However, when they folded it, the paper lined up with a line with a with a sentence oh, right. that mm-hmm. looked like you were supposed to do something with that sentence. And the sentence looked like an instruction. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, crap. Because it lined up perfectly with that line. <laughs> yeah. And it almost sounded like you had to do what it had you, you needed to do. And so they did it, and nothing happened. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, you are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have never have thought that, that mm-hmm. and I didn't see it. So mm-hmm. there are so many things that can happen and why you need to have a beta test. Because what you want to yeah. cut off are all the rabbit trails mm-hmm. that will happen in your puzzle. Yeah. Also, yeah, like when you beta test, you know, it's important to try and get the puzzles in the actual conditions that they're going to be yes. solved in as well, like yeah. the physical conditions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the lighting, the sound, how much sound is going to be blaring. <laughs> or <laughs> repeating a, a sound s- puzzle. Repeating a song over and over again for a for whole hour. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, that actually ties back to, uh, I think, one of my earlier puzzles about clues and puzzles being clear is that... Mm. Uh, 
puzzles are never in isolation. Mm-hmm. So you, if you don't know what your puzzle is going to look like in the actual environment, also with the colors, if it's under low light levels, then your puzzle yeah. has changed. Or yeah. if you have an origami puzzle and your paper type changes, oh. <laughs> yeah. that would, you know... Make a difference. Yeah. Make a yes. difference. Did that happen to me? No, no, no. I was oh, just okay. thinking, like, imagine if you had, like, I don't know, it this thicker paper that makes origami super difficult or yes. something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember I was talking to my friend Jay Cormier, and that's Zoe right now going, there, yes, our rabbit's in a sushi costume. What? That's when it was Why? Zoe's birthday, and what Zoe likes is having costumes for her bunnies. And so that's our rabbit. That. Are you encouraging people to eat it? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I just horrified. I know, I had a song about... <laughs> eating eating rabbits? rabbits? Yeah, she didn't like that. Oh. They cry and things like that. Anyway, <laughs> my friend, as I said, Jay Cormier, we, he was doing a... He was asking me, like, because it was like one of his... He's he's made, he actually makes board games with Sen, and he was doing doing this conference, uh, sorry, corporate game, uh, escape the room kind of game, and I told him that's one of the things I told him was like your puzzles will be too hard, and he and he said oh okay, and then the next time I asked him when he did the beta test, he was he said my puzzles were too hard, and the same thing happened at Scotts as well, where. All the students, I told them ahead of time that their puzzles will be too hard. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they all said to me afterwards, my puzzles were too hard. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. 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 For escape rooms. And that happened to me a lot. My yeah. puzzles always tend to be too hard. And mm-hmm. so I always have to make... So sadly, we're, we're at the state now where we just have to make all the puzzles easier. Mm-hmm. Unless is you want to have a longer is that time. sadly? <laughs> well, I mean, but even even more so, not so much... Yeah, because now we're we're going to have to make. I've seen, the, and this is not a bad thing, but I do see escape rooms are making their puzzles easier, mm-hmm, and we've mm-hmm. said this many times before. Yeah. And I think it has to be because I think the players I, just want to win. I think it's hard to dance on that line between making a good aha and making it. Oh my god, I'm not going to get this. So no, it, might, it may just be easier to do process puzzles all the way around. Yep, mm-hmm. very true. Yeah, and sadly, people function differently when they're under a time constraint. Like they might not think as creatively or. Be I able to I open their minds. Yeah, so it makes a difference versus like if it's an aha puzzle and you don't have a timer on your head, mm-hmm. then you might be relaxed enough to just think through it and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's the answer." Yeah. And I mean, I'm like way better than I was before, <laughs> but I'm still like you're in a scared state. When I yeah, now it's when I'm in a scared, but now like, but that took like what a hundred ish games for me <laughs> to get past the time panic. <laughs> most people aren't actually going to play past a hundred games. Mm, that's true. And most people want to win, or at least they want to feel good. They yeah. want to feel good. Mm. Yeah. So let's get to rule 13, which is like a cornucopia of like little rules here. So no red herrings, no outside le- knowledge. Crap, I can't talk. Uh, No spelling or grammar mistakes. I've seen Mm. a lot of those. Mm. Puzzles should be solvable without requiring hints. And supply popcorn. (laughs) What the hell, man? (laughs) Not everybody likes popcorn. Some people took this very seriously. (laughs) Yep. That was a joke. (laughs) It's a bad joke, though. It's like... Some people might take you seriously. (laughs) I know. I should should put a footnote there. I like footnotes. Have you noticed all my footnotes? Yes. (laughs) I had to find a plug-in to put footnotes in and it's neat if you're on if you're on mobile and you click a footnote it takes you down to the footnote yes. and then you can hit return to go back to mm-hmm. where it was yay footnotes sorry yeah the popcorn thing was was a joke uh i will put it in actually another thing though that was brought up and i probably it's not in there and i probably should have it under one of those basic rules that and this is something we probably need to really think about but everybody should be able to solve a puzzle mm-hmm. no. And so I think he was talking more along the lines that you don't have to have a puzzle that requires height. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. right. And you don't, you don't, you want to have, you know, or you don't want to have a puzzle that only a certain segment of the population can do. But at the same time, sometimes... Now, does this, like, does this go into the territory of sometimes you might have an escape room that is more like a physical challenge? Yeah. Like, if we have the different genres, like people who go to go, you know... Leap well, across monkey bars well, and stuff. Think of it this way. <laughs> think of it this way. A maze. You hate laser mazes. Yes, I do. So do we have to have a room where people can bypass the laser maze? Or mm. one person can bypass the laser maze? Or do you have to have a state where people can yeah, choose? Right? So yeah. like if 
if if uh, we can't physically do a laser maze, do you remove laser mazes? But then those laser mazes are usually integral to the room. Yeah, usually mm-hmm. come to the climax, and it's usually a big part of it. I think I think what they should do is. Escape room should level, uh, have some sort of level of agility that you need, where I guess it's standard to say five levels are the most difficult way to assume that there's going to be laser maze type activity. My my thing is more have enough variety, I guess, that mm-hmm. I, I, I hate it when everybody's required to go through the laser maze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. So it's like, usually I like it when it's like, all right, we'll just send Ruby through. <laughs> so Ruby can get through it. Uh, and then it's great. But when it's like, okay, e- like absolutely every player must get through yeah. this, then it gets really frustrating for mm-hmm. me because then my hair frizz sends off everything. <laughs> Mind you, another... Thing I found when I first got our laser maze, I didn't do it. And I wanted to, but I couldn't because only a few people really needed to do it. And I got stuck in the background solving dumb puzzles. <laughs> and so it's, and, and so I do remember everybody else really loving that aspect. And I couldn't do it because I was, they already solved it. And I was doing the, and, it, and so it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what if everybody wants to do it? Yeah. Because, the first time you see a ma- laser maze, you may think to yourself, this is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, oh, crap. We did. And, and, yeah. And in the end, I think everybody else seemed to really like the room. And I didn't like the room, but they liked it because I got to do all the cool things. And I didn't do, get a chance to do any cool things except count. Count stupid crayons. They hid crayons everywhere. It was a horrible room. Stupid room. I think you should add that to your list. Don't put crayons in room under supply Don't popcorn. Have counting puzzles Don't for have, Errol. Well, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with counting puzzles. It's a very common puzzle. Yes. But mm-hmm. I don't like counting puzzles. Especially if you if it's to get a combination and then it's like, okay, we gotta count this and then we gotta count that. Yeah. Like it's not a puzzle. I just, it, just I think the difficult thing with that really just listed though was is also like where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. No, it's a very hard. Do- everybody's going to gonna have a limitation of some sort. Yeah, true. like right? us old people and that don't like low lighting. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> that's me. Actually, I, I can't see too. anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when we play Seventh Continent, it's like I can't read all the way over there. What does oh, yeah. it say? Yeah. Right. The writing is so small. Right. Mm. You know. So it. So for the most part, you want the majority of people able to do it. So if it's too mm-hmm. tall, you want to make you want to make sure that somebody is able to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, or if it's a puzzle that requires reach, then why don't you make it inaccessible to everybody and you need a tool to get it? Well, yeah. that's the th- I think there was a game we played that we didn't notice part of the puzzle because it was hidden up too high and all of us were short enough that we never saw, saw it. at that level. Mm. And and it wasn't until he came back in, like the designer, and he's like six foot two. So <laughs> you're just like, oh, I see what now why we never noticed it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you built it at your height. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely having, from a designer's point of view, if you think something's simple enough or that everyone has that knowledge, you should either have your beta testers tell you or even have staff or friends go through it. For instance, I know we've done a lot of things that have rainbow in it for some strange reason. And knowing the colors of the rainbow, I know what colors are in there, but knowing the exact order sometimes. Right. It's, it's like, like, does indigo uh, become before blue or after blue? Yeah, it's what? like, what's the Violet. song again? Yes. Roy G. Bev. Okay. See? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a real word. <laughs> Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. But it's because I know Roy G. Biv. And I, I could I'm, look at I'm probably. Wait, where's wrong. the pink? There's no pink. Really? Which one's pink? It's no, either yeah. indigo or violet. Vi- you talking about? You're talking pink? about violet, maybe? I think I'm thinking about cakes. When we do <laughs> rainbow cakes, there's pink in there. <laughs> No, now I'm just thinking about food. Forget rainbows. <laughs> no, rainbow cakes always has a pink layer. Oh, I think that's meant wow. to be the red one. Oh, no, there's a red. Red's always the top. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I'm like... You know you're getting to the end of the podcast when <laughs> Ruby starts thinking of ice cream and cakes. <laughs> you know what I think is very important, though, is not to have spelling or grammar mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is even more so for puzzle hunts. Mm. But I think even in escape rooms, it's important because you start to think there's a reason for it. And there yes. have been puzzles where the spelling mistakes matter. Yeah. 
Mm. You start yeah. looking for letters yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. And so if you and that's that's a bit harder when you're in a texting environment. So you're supposed to pick out the the errors within a text and on a phone for texting. I saw this puzzle and it's like, oh, that's really cruel because everybody always misspells everything. Very mm-hmm. true. But, but the pattern was all the other texts were fine. Were, were fine. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. that was fine. But that was like, oh, the most that's unrealistic really, texts yeah, ever. That was a really cruel thing. <laughs> Completely to <do>. spelled with <laughs> perfect grammar. It's like, hmm, that's strange. Maybe it's the other ones that are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more so in 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 an escape room that you want to have proper spelling and text. Especially if you mm. have like a... Not that I want everybody to have newspaper articles up on the wall. No, oh you definitely goodness, don't. So or much journals. reading. <laughs> or brochures about a, uh, a mysterious guy who runs a train yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with an ancient civilization. I made people read so much. <laughs> you did. We did. I like you, brochures. It was a three hour, yeah, we'll it was a three three hour, hour, three hour yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. And we gave people two hours to solve things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three hours mm-hmm. to solve. They basically had a full hour to absorb those. Yeah, yeah. in the beginning, <laughs> if they weren't thinking about stealing from kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was. I think people pointed out when I had things wrong spelling wise mm-hmm. in those, and so we tried so hard to make sure there weren't any spelling mistakes. <laughs> so hard. Still, some yeah. came through. Yeah, I remember yeah. the first game. <sighs> Rob uh, was coming up. So I found this message out of all these <laughs> things in, in, in the brochure. Are we supposed to? No, no, no. no ignore those. Sorry. <laughs> slap me. Slap. I should. So it's very important not to have mistakes because. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this before. Players always look for abnormalities in a yeah. pattern yeah. for a pattern. So, yeah. mm-hmm. another one there is puzzles should be solvable without acquiring hints. I think I've said that before. Yeah, we yeah, we. So no, what I mean is that you shouldn't have to call in a hint. Yeah. For a winnable game, you should now, have if you everything get stuck, you need. Yeah. Then you get stuck. Then you can call in a hint. But every puzzle should be solvable on its own. Oh, as in like if the puzzle is continually getting hints. Then. No, no, if you need a hint. Because there should already be clues in the room with the right linkages as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can't solve, if you can never solve the puzzle without getting that hint, if no, oh, right, that's yeah, you'll want yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 And so that's what I mean. I think some people have decided to actually have calling it a hint as one of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Now, I've only seen that actually work once mm-hmm. where the hint mechanic was actually so in- integral to the room that it was. That was fun to get a hint, so mm-hmm. that th- so th- in that case, then I think it was fine, because the hints to get a hint was actually kind of fun. It was part of the game mechanics. Yes, mm. yeah. And so, if you want people to see that, I remember the one room where they wanted to tell us about the hint mechanic because they spent so much time on it, but we never asked for hints. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I remember that right. one. It was a really cool thing, it too. Cool. Like A lot of effort was put into it. I really liked their hint system. Yeah, because it was, and... it was, it was integral to the room. It was part of the immersion of the room. Right. Where but you would get these uh, calls from, uh, video calls from... The characters. From the characters. But yeah. we never asked for a hint. Yeah. We never saw it. <laughs> so they're yeah, like, well, it was... how about we show it? And so they showed it to us afterward. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was us and Scott. So we just Yay. steamrolled we through that room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and again, the popcorn thing is a joke. So I will put a, I will put a footnote to tell people that you don't have to supply popcorn, or you can put a little thing just saying, <laughs> I don't know, you arrow. may have started a new movement. <laughs> <laughs> like really, I have to supply popcorn? Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have cop rooms, and we're also gonna have rooms There's full gonna of be a popcorn. popcorn machine like sale. <laughs> Hiding, um, increasing for the next month or two. Mm, popcorn. I should go do those rooms. And you know what else was that? Only one person commented on my co- on my quote. I was so happy when they did because you were like so sad the day before, just moping around, no, being like, like they're like, no one said anything about my quotes. <laughs> These quotes were hard. I think it took me longer for the quotes than it did for the rules yeah. because I had to find quotes. Of only detectives relating to each rule. That was really hard. Oh. 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 <laughs> Did you read the quotes, Mike? You look like you're confused. No, I, I've seen the quotes. Oh, okay, yeah. that's yeah. good. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, of course, I didn't really use quotes of detectives I didn't know. Mm. So I know there's lots of detective shows. But <laughs> yeah. 
you were saying, what about from Midsummer and Murders? I'm going, I don't know what they, I don't even, you know, look it up. And it's like, I don't even know who the detectives are in that yeah. show. Yeah, I couldn't find, yeah, trying to find quotes is hard. Yes. Especially from those shows, because the quotes, I, every time you look up quotes, they usually have like a conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. I don't need a conversation. I just, just need, need like, a one line. Yeah. <laughs> what about CSI? We could have looked up CSI quotes that probably <laughs> That's true. I should have. They had, always like, have the singers at the end, you know. <laughs> I should have Caruso in there. Yeah. Oh, how did I forget Caruso? Oh man. Oops, too late. Oh, that I been it too perfect. Because <laughs> I don't consider them detectives. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that show, though. Oh man. <laughs> Although I would say that. Anyway, getting back to my thirteen rules. This is actually the these thirteen rules are for. Is I've, I've done it out of order because you really should have decided so many other things about your game even before you get to creating the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, like when we when we do our events, we plan the whole flow of the players mm-hmm. even before I get to the puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so now people are going to have all these puzzles that aren't connected in any way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to have another essay. <laughs> <laughs> 13 things you're doing wrong because you only listened to that first article. (laughs) 13 things you're doing wrong because you thought of them too late. (laughs) Well, that's another thing, right? Thinking it's it's good to put your puzzles on paper, and we've talked about this before, because what if you actually get it out there and everybody, it's a horrible puzzle, and Mm -hmm. now it's too late because you spent all that money. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. Poor escape station. Yeah. Oh. Calling them out. Calling them out. Did we call them out before? I don't think by name. Oh, no. we haven't done it by Whoops. name. No. Ooh. And the other one I said earlier about them being smug—that was trapped. Yellow door trapped. They were so smug to me. That the was witch trap. The one downtown. Oh, the with yellow the door one. Uh, yellow door. Uh, yes, that was yes. In claustrophobia because we. Who was the find game the master? Who knows. He's like, you know, maybe one of We got the owners. Camera. Maybe it was an owner. <laughs> we usually got the owners. Yeah. A few times we went. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I called them out, too. <laughs> well, Amanda's editing, so... <laughs> oh, wow. Keep all the call-outs in. I'm going to keep all the call-outs in. I need you to suffer for your, you know, divaness. Oh, yeah. I'm no, okay. No, I don't, actually. I don't want that to happen at all. And another reason I wrote this up, because I originally wrote up um, part of this document for Linda Carson. Oh, yes. okay. we did her box. Yes, and yes, so she then, sent Which us is a box. still there. Which is still here. I have to give it back to her. <laughs> and, and then I wrote, uh, half of these rules were written and and, and there are, all these rules were already part of another document I had, but I just put it out and then oh, I okay. decided, okay, I've got this thing already half written. Why don't I release it? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Because there are a lot of things... These are a lot of things that I've gleaned. And so a lot of people may think, did you just make these rules up? And I didn't make them. Some of them I I've put together just from doing a lot of rooms, but pulled in from all the, all the adventure games. I think I re- re- said earlier in the last podcast with... Uh, in the last, like the last mm-hmm. weeks, last weeks podcast about oh about what Mythric, the Mythric uh, yeah, mystery yeah. mansion. David? What is it called? Mythric. What's David's pop? Po- ah, what is it called? I'll look it up. M three. It's called M three. Anyway, and I said, and I ero- erroneously said that there was no standard to look at for puzzles, but there's a big standard to look at for set design. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not exactly true. I, I, you do have all the puzzle hunts and all the adventure games yes. as a standard to look at. Mm-hmm. Like abduction. Like abduction. I actually see, I see escape rooms as an as, uh, as a successor to adventure games, and so that's why I have a lot of adventure game links for people to look at. But even then, the puzzles are slightly different. In adventure mm-hmm. games, you don't get Sudoku in there. Mm-hmm. You do get the... putting maple syrup on a mustache. Yeah, using... that's what you get. <laughs> oh, that puzzle. Oh, man. If you play Gabriel Knight 3, be prepared. So there's a puzzle where you need to get a disguise. <laughs> okay. So how do you get this disguise? Well, first you need, they decided, okay, you need to have a mustache. But they don't tell you all of these things, what you need for sure. So in order to get this mustache, <laughs> you have to you have to take, you have to get some bristles from a broom. Oh, I okay. get it. So now yeah. you got these bristles from, is that what it was, man pants? No, it was black hair from a cat. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, black what? hair from a cat. You're right, you're right. It was black hair from a cat. 
And so, how do you get black hair? There's a cat that's running around the that running around yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah. And so, but you don't know any of this. You just have to somehow assume or just accidentally do these things to get it. So, in order yeah. to get the black hair from the cat, what is it? With tape or is it with honey? It's with maple syrup. Oh, it was with maple syrup. So what you have to do is you will see the cat go through a fence. And so you take maple syrup and you put it on the fence. And the cat goes through the fence and leaves his hair in the maple syrup. And now you can take that maple syrup (laughs) with the hair and put it on your face and you've got a mustache. Wow. So it took the most roundabout way. (laughs) There was more to it, too. It was like this most ridiculous. And then you don't even look like the person you're pretending to be. Pretending to be. Somehow cat hair does not through. look like a mustache, no, by the way. No, it doesn't. Because cat hair is like on, fur. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's put on with with maple syrup. So. Yeah, yeah. And That's so th- those are one of the puzzles that in, in that uses adventure game logic, where where you're in it, you pick mm-hmm. up everything, and if, as long as an object can interact with another, yes. you just do it. Yeah. And you don't know why. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then eventually things will get solved because you're just touched everything. Touched everything. <laughs> yeah. And you applied it. And another reason uh, for the clue and relation thing is when you start taking objects and you just start clicking on all the other objects. Yeah. 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 Click, 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 click. Okay, one of these <laughs> things will eventually interact. Yeah. Can't do that in an escape room. No, you can't. And that's what we eventually do, though, in an escape room. We just start trying everything because we don't know what to do because nothing really relates. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've been anyway. talking for a long time. Woo. So where can they find your 13 things you hate about? Escape rooms no, again. 13 rules. 13 <laughs> rules. I should Same thing. Tips. Now, they can find it on the codex.ca. Where actually, they can also find the secret chat. They can also find the secret chat. Ah, and a lot of talk- people don't even know that exists. Really? Still? It's still, even now. <laughs> like, I was somebody was brand new wow. on the Slack and saying, oh, I didn't know this thing was a thing until just recently. Oh. So there's, well, there are always new owners and new people. That's true. true. Okay. So, in that sense, Make sure to join the secret chat on the codex.ca. Chat. And you'll also find another references, a lot of references at the bottom of the article. And that's probably very valuable because I, I liked, I used to send people to the puzzle pint puzzles, the good puzzled pint puzzles, how to write them. And they have some great rules in there. Mm. And I think I always mention to people about the faux pas of anagrams. <laughs> and nobody knows that's just a thing you don't do in the puzzle hunt community is you don't really have anagrams because hmm. it's it's just an extra layer of reordering with no hinting mm-hmm. and so you just have to guess at what it could be and there and it could be as like the shelf and flesh example it could be anything and you don't really know hmm. and so if there is a reason for even even in the good puzzled pint puzzles uh, document it says use reordering steps sparingly if you have to reorder then just use it sparingly. Don't use it all the time. It's not reordering and anagrams are just not a thing people use in the puzzle hunt world. So don't do it in the don't do it in the escape room world. <laughs> Some people may think to themselves, they're all signaling that I should shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gone on long enough. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Many other puzzle talks, don't you worry. <laughs> we'll praise your detective quotes. Thirteen <laughs> detective quotes. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that'll just be a new episode. And how they apply to puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. Okay, you can talk about man pants. Cool. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com. Don't. To find other fun podcasts just like this one. Yes, I know. Oops. Oh, no. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. Oh, crap. You I dropped usually it. get those emails on my phone, but Errol is currently breaking it. <laughs> also, go to our Facebook page. Click the like button. And if you are on Twitter, you can use the hashtag REDivas. It's your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you noticed that? Yeah. Oh, that's Stop. No fun. Oh, good. You're not that jerkish. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.